up as a wee natter, I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. Which, we're still doing a thing where this is still a podcast, you still get to listen to it, gets delivered to your lug holes, mm. but we're also doing it on video as well, which, when you see it on video, you go into YouTube or you have Spotify, you do not see Jenny. <laughs> so you're still thinking, does she exist? Is she a real thing? What's going on there? It's a long story, but the important bit is she does exist. She is a real thing. <laughs> it's just you can't see her. Which then, yeah, that it'll add up. It'll all make I'm sense. I'm incognito. You are incognito. And I must say, we are joining you on the week. I was accused, and I'm not making this up, if somebody on the internet accused me of being a member of the new Illuminati. Who's that? So you know what Illuminati is, don't no, you? No, I don't. It's supposed to be the people that are running the world and, you know, all the shadowy figures and all that. Mm. Apparently the modern version is something called the World Economic Forum. <laughs> I had to look it up to figure out what they were on about. Mm. It was completely utter nonsense. But it turns out you get all sorts of fun, uh, you know, benefits. Like you get to, you know, travel to their meeting every year in, in a nice hotel, mm. usually in a good location, get free travel. I've not had any of that. So if I'm a member, come on. Start delivering the benefits. I'd yeah, quite, quite, quite like to see that. And uh, talking of benefits, well, I, I guess one of the benefits, we're getting through summer now. We're mm. most of the way through summer. The school kids are starting to go, oh, oh we're going to go back to school. We are on the descent to winter. And I know that because the other thing that happened this week, the Strictly lineup got announced. Ah. That's Strictly Come Dancing, not Strictly You'll Be in Order. It's Strictly Come <laughs> Dancing. And I'll be honest, I don't recognise half of them. I, I and there's one there's one or two and I'm like yeah I know who you are mm. I don't watch Strictly Come Dancing but I've seen all the marketing material for it and I'm looking at it going I have not a clue who you are for about half of them I assume that's normal because they need to pad out these shows yeah but but, I wouldn't know either I, I don't know I don't know but slightly close to home was out in the shops this week you know you get dragged out there and I've got two observations to make one of them is being a home, home bargains, mm. right? Okay, it's so a budget shop. You can get all your odds and ends in there. Right? You know, I'm, this is not an advertisement for them. But when I was in there, you're not going to believe this, dear listener, but it is a genuine thing. When I was in there, I saw a light that goes in your toilet bowl. And the whole <laughs> idea is, when you're getting up in the middle of the night, which if this doesn't happen to you, dear listener, it will happen as the years go on. You know, at some point in your life, you will get to a point where you are making regular in the middle of the night toilet visits. And if your eyesight's no good, you want a light in, don't you? But you don't want to wake up everyone else in the house. So the entire stick is a light that goes in the bowl. Is it a motion sensor? Basically, yeah. The idea is you, 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 you stumble your way into the toilet, you pop the, uh, pop the lid open, and then it lights the room up. That's, that's Can what you the, choose your colour? That's the best bit. They've got a range of colours, including that hue of blue that you get in public toilets when they don't want you to find veins on your arms to inject drugs. Ah. So you can have, you can relive that experience in your own bathroom. You can pretend you're down the nightclub or something, can't you? Clubbing it away. Or they've got red as well, if you want to go for a red, uh, <laughs> red light district effect, or uh, you, you want to claim you're into uh, analogue photography, you want to f- develop your own uh, pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that used yeah. to be the excuse for red lights, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was one of the things I came across on my shopping trip today. The other one 
is I went into, I think it was Mountain Warehouse or something like that. One of these places, stack of ice selling them all for outdoor gear. Mm. And they've got always got these stacks of boxes that have got shoes or boots in them. Yeah. Right? And I, I don't mind. I'm going in there to buy some cheap, reliable shoes that I know I'll burn through in a couple of months, but I, I just need the shoes. They're doing it around the wrong way. They, they have designed it so that the shoes for the little people are at the top of the stack and the shoes for the big people are at the bottom of the stack. <laughs> Surely it be the other way around to match up where you are against the stack. Mm. You know, it would be much easier for me to grab off the top than it is for a smaller person to grab, you grab off the top. It'd be easier going down to the bottom. So yours are always at the bottom. Mine's always at the bottom. We need to, need to sort that out, man, so we need to have a chat about that, because that, that's just wrong. But coming back to Wienar, because we, we diverged a bit there, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, the postback has arrived, and last week, or last episode, however you want to view this, we asked, where or when is the most out of place you've ever felt? That's quite a question, isn't mm. it? Yeah, and we shared some of our stories. And you have shared some of your stories as well, including sa- slap-ups that said, New to Sydney, I ducked into the first pub I saw one night to ring my brother, and while waiting, looked around to realise I was in a, how shall we say, ladios only bar. Mm. I hung up and flew out the door. Ladies only... I think you know what they mean there by mm. ladies only bar. And it reminds me of... <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it reminds me of a story where I worked for a comic years and years and years ago. And I was, uh, you were expected to walk up to people, be that annoying thing of, do you need any help? Mm. And I usually follow up with sir or madam or something like that. And to this person, I go, do you need any help, sir? And she turns around. <laughs> yes. So you, can, you can imagine how the rest of it went from there. Uh, also, Dutch was age saying my answer to the question it's a cattle call for a job. A cattle call? Cattle call? Whatever a cattle call is. Is, is that when you, you really need a cow in your life and you dial this 0800 number that delivers a cow within the hour? Or a cat call. Cat call age or a cattle call. It says cattle call cattle on the paperwork. Cattle call. That, mm. I, and that's what I'm reading it as. So the, there <laughs> is a phone number you call, cattle turns up, right? So cattle call for a job at the stadium in Canberra. I'm, I'm guessing it's a, you know, one of those horrible interviews where you have 10 of you turn up and you interview together. Ah, I see what he means now. Yeah, like herding a load of cattle, herding a load of people to have a, yeah, just to bash through them. Bash, 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 you know. Yeah. Best no, one wins. Nobody, not even you, dear listener, comes out well out of those things. Mm. It's a, it's always an exercise in being awkward and weird. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you've got a group. There's always a bit like that. But yeah. Anyway, Ace is in the stadium in Canberra and they turned up to find a room for about 200 well-dressed, beautiful people looking very professional and here I am in my Donut King uniform covered <laughs> in flour and God knows what else. What are you making those donuts out of if it's God knows what else? <laughs> Is there a trade secret you need to reveal here on, you know, on 60 Minutes or something like that? <laughs> you know, what's going on here? I'm not accusing you of that. It's just the thought that appeared into my mind. So he's in his uh, Donut King uniform, covered in flour, God knows what else, and desperately trying to find a quick exit, thinking, what am I doing here? I've got no chance against these people. I've had interviews like that. I'm sure you've had interviews like that, dear listener, as well, where you're in there and you think, I have absolutely fluffed it. And I've I've had ones like that where you then get the phone call for the job. One of them, I got the phone call before I even got home offering the job. I thought I fluffed it. <laughs> wow. And I would, I'd travelled down from Scotland to Nottingham and was tra- still travelling back uh, when I got the phone call. So I've, I, I'd spent... 
10, hours, 10 plus hours at that point on the road, it was going to be 16 hours in total or something like that. Mm-hmm. On the road all day. And I'm thinking, I, I've just wasted an entire day and a bit here. This is ridiculous. And I get a phone call, and this is before they upgraded the A1 to be full motorway spec in rural Yorkshire. Mm. It was still casually, but it still had like lay-bys and things like that. So my mobile phone starts ringing. I pull over, answer the phone, and I accept the job in a lay-by, you know, just north <laughs> of uh, Leeds or something. <laughs> so sometimes you, you, your mindset changes. And I actually found out, you know, it's like, oh, well, you were one of the better candidates. It's like, I didn't think that. I thought I'd fluffed it. And it just sometimes works out like that, doesn't it? You find, so age is in that moment where you're like, oh, I've, I've completely fluffed it. I'm wasting my time here. End result, no one else was a barista. So I signed up straight away and proceeded to have the best six years at a workplace ever and was manager within three months. So that's a very wow. positive, well done story there. Uh, do you know what I always get mixed up? What do you get mixed up? A myself? barista and a barrister. Yeah. You've got to be very careful with yeah. that if you're going to order them over the phone. So- <laughs> Although that makes it sound like you're literally just calling the operator and asking, "Can I have a barrister or a barista?" I'm not. I'm not sure how that's how you get either of them that way, but you just assume that's the way it works based on. I could. I'm just imagining you're in the courtroom and uh, you know, up walks the barista and going, uh, "Does the defendant want sprinkles in their cappuccino?" <laughs> It could entirely happen. Uh, Samantha Barber has been in touch with a full... Well, I could only describe it as a full letter. <laughs> it is a very de- detailed communique. But that's fine. We, 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 we love it. We love it. We, we love sharing your communications, yeah. dear listener. And uh, she was saying, regarding kitty football... So this is the thing where... To fill in before the football season... Apparently, football season starts this weekend. Next week. Is it this coming weekend? It, it's sta- it's starting. I didn't know it finished, to be honest. Well, it, 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 <laughs> they stopped for a couple of weeks in the summer. So we were going to fill in with having some kittens playing football. Mm. That, that was going to be the coming plan. So Samantha Palmer's been thinking about this with us. Is Cats are so contrary. I think they would refuse to do anything the ref told them and would sit down and wash their bottoms. They probably would. There's a picture I don't want to get out of my head. And for some reason, I've got Gary Lineker in my head now, which is another <laughs> picture I don't want to get Not Vinnie Jones. Not, not Vinnie Jones, no. Who's I, the one that cries all the time? The one that Gaza. Gaza. Jordi, Gaza. I think we're talking Ryan Giggs and Gaza were still playing, but it was the last time I knew what Man United were doing. Did I think they play I get, for Man United? I've, <laughs> I got a I've no idea. <laughs> this is how long ago, right? And how out of date my football knowledge is, dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on there. Also in touch on pizza. She was, she's got a comment on pizza. Mm. Uh, saying, my husband makes delicious homemade pizzas from scratch. Mm. My brother does that. He's gone and built a pizza oven out in his garden. And he's gone, you know, proper made of bricks and all that. Flash. So the very first time they fire it up, they go to cook the pizzas and they've invited a whole bunch of people around and got all the ingredients and you all got to make your own fancy pizza. I got to admit, I'm kind of glad it didn't turn up now. <laughs> not because not it's a 600 mile round trip. I would do a 600 mile round trip for pizza. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> But it turns out everyone got food poisoning because they haven't quite nailed how to cook it properly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, you've got to be a little bit careful of just homemade pizzas, but I assume this is an oven and they've got a lot of practice to be very, very good at it. Mm. But all, Samantha Bamber always eats them with a knife and fork when they are fresh out of the oven. However, when we have leftovers next day, 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> leftovers. <laughs> Is that a thing with pizza? Leftovers. Explain. There's no <laughs> such thing as leftovers. <laughs> anyway, the le- leftover pizza. I'm quite happy to eat them with my hands. I think it must be because leftover pizza tastes better that way. As much as I joke about not, not creating leftover pizza, it is a bit special because it counts as a breakfast food. Mm-hmm. I think if you just turned, woke up at seven o'clock in the morning, stuck a pizza in the oven and went, that's how I'm starting my day, everyone will look at you as if you're absolutely mental and absolutely bonkers. I'm getting weird looks across... You can't see it, dear listener, but I'm getting <laughs> weird looks across the table right now for even mentioning the idea of just getting up in the morning cooking yourself a pizza. But leftovers from the day before sitting in the fridge, which you might even microwave or heat up in an oven, that's fine. It's weird. We have these strange rules about what counts as breakfast food. It's unreal. Uh, and also in touch about the most out of place they've ever felt as well. Mm. So where have you felt out of place, Samantha? Years ago, I had an operation on my varicose veins done privately because my cu- husband had health, private health insurance with his job at the time. This is a story that rings a bell or two because I've got, I had private health insurance for a while and Jenny used it for something. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but you used That's it for Three something. different things, wasn't it? Yeah. They where, made a loss on you, Mark. <laughs> the, the, the fun bit is I did have an operation years before that, but it was all done in the NHS because I didn't have private health cover then. But, you know, it's the way it goes. And uh, when, when she went to see the consultant for a follow-up, a few days later, he advised me not to stand for too long for the first couple of weeks. Now, I had that warning because I had spinal surgery. Mm. <laughs> so I'm sure it's a similar sort of case we're going on about here. Especially, say, at cocktail parties. Ooh. I'd never even drunk a cocktail, never mind been to a cocktail party and still haven't been to one. I had difficulty keeping a straight face and thought we really do live on different planets. I, I've got to admit, I've never I've been, I've been to a polo club. I've never been to cocktail party. I've had a mocktail. I think the closest I've come was a corporate, you know, Christmas event thing, you know, where they get the group together yeah. and go and do it. And they organised it. We were going to go make cocktails. But I couldn't participate because I was the designated driver. So I was just sort of standing yeah. there going, oh, yeah, you, I can mix them, but I ain't tasting them. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've never been to a cocktail party. Yeah. So what we need to do, dear listener, I want, I want to invite you along to this. Yes, you. Yeah, I want to invite you along to this. Maybe we need to do a wee natter cocktail party. Could we all meet somewhere in the middle and all meet for a cocktail party? In the middle of the planet? Mm, I don't think there's anywhere in the middle of the planet, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll book out a village hall or something. We'll send you a couple of invites. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, just a little cocktail party. It will feel weird because we'll all be trying to be posher and fancier than we really are. Well, we need to make sure she's okay to stand by then, though. Oh, yes, yes, yes. At cocktail parties. I didn't realise there was a lot of standing at cocktail parties. I'm guessing, <laughs> it probably won't be with me. <laughs> I, I'm guessing they don't do pass the partial at cocktail parties. That's, that's, although that's about the only time you do get to sit down at a real party as well. That's, that's just my personal space, but there we go. Uh, and also, somebody else has been in touch. It's very last minute. It's even printed on a separate piece of paper, which if you were watching on YouTube or Spotify, you've just seen me grab and go... What's he on about here? Programming extra things. You, you know, you, I thought he was prepared, organised. I, I thought we were paperless here. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of funny. I work in technology. I've worked in technology for a very long time now. And I probably have more paperwork and do more things on paper now than I ever have before. <laughs> the paperless office is not a concept in my head. 
And it's purely because you read some things better on printed Mm. or you've handwritten it. In fact, I've handwritten my next joke there. If you can... And I'm going to share it to the people on the internet that are watching (laughs) on the video on Spotify and YouTube. I bet you can't even make sense of what that says. And I used to be even worse ones on radio. I used to draw little diagrams and pictograms to say... This is how the song ends. This is how the song starts. And this, I'd write down how many seconds I had to talk over the intro. Put a little star in my notes next to play the next song at this point and all that. It was, it, by the time I'd finished, it looked like some chicken had walked walked through an inkwell and then s- splattered all over my paper. <laughs> but it made sense to me at the time. So I, I'm all about paper folks. And we've got this last minute communique from Rita Williston. Mm. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Or Lilystone? Lilystone. Lilystone. The important bit, Rita, is you were saying the most out of place experience that I had was when I wandered too far from my gear camp in Mongolia. Wow. I had to look up... You had to Google that, didn't you? I admit, I did have to Google what a gear camp is. And the moment I saw the pictures of... They're sort of hut-type things. Mm. Circular in shape. They've got a roof on them. My mind went straight to Ray Mears. I don't know what it is, but my mind... I'm getting blank looks across the table I don't here. I know who Ray is. How do you not know who oh, Ray who Mears is? is? <laughs> oh, who, who's another one of these outdoor action people? The one that always spends the night in Bear hotels. Grylls. Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls spends the night in hotels. Ray Mears is like the original, not quite as exciting. It sounds like a snooker player. No, he's not, he's not quite as exciting. He's more sort of outdoor bushman, craftsman type thing. Mm. But you get the impression he did actually stay in the yurt or whatever. The really went on. So it's more sort of BBC Four type content he produces, ah, rather than Discovery than... Channel. Yeah. If you were to compare, so Gare Camp in Mongolia, stepping outside it, I, I can understand that it's, it would be such a weird and wonderful experience. And I've got the other thing with Mongolia; it's a big place. I've never been there, but my understanding is huge, huge place. And you could be properly in the middle of nowhere before you know it. Wow. So I, it's the sort of place I mean, I'd quite like to go someday. I'm getting stared across the table no, telling me we're, <laughs> we're not going to Mongolia. <laughs> but it is on the list to do something. And on that note, I, I think we've already done it, but let's have a wee natter. So the other day, dear listener, I was chatting to Jenny, which occasionally happens. We do speak to each other on occasion. And I said something that she just didn't get. I thought it was a fairly normal thing to say, a fairly normal phrase. Mm-hmm. Can you remember what it was, Jane? No, not at all. Can't see green cheese. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. You didn't know what it meant? No. So, uh, it, if you want an explanation, uh, it turns out it's a Scottish turn of phrase. That, I wonder if uh, Matthew would know then. I, I know there will be a few people that will sort of Google it the moment I say mm. it. But it basically means that... Let's say that you get a fancy car mm. and then your neighbour gets the exact same fancy car. Mm. I assume you're all lottery winners in this scenario. It's not going to happen in today's you know, economic culture. But we, we get fancy cars. We're mm. going for the positive. They get the exact same one that you do. Mm. You'd say that about the neighbour, oh, they can't see green cheese. They've gone for the same thing that somebody else has out of jealousy or whatever oh, it is. That, I mean, that's you're jealous. My, that's my... Well, not really jealous, but you... you, you, you Dumb, dumbly copy. You will always do what somebody else does uh. for whatever reason, whatever gain it is. That's how I understand the phrase. The other Scottish phrase that really caught me out in the past was when I was a student, I got told off for using a word that apparently isn't a word. Oh. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that sounds bad. Out with. Um, 
Out nope. with the... Whatever. Out with the... What would you say, out with? Out with the scope of this document would be a way I would put it. It means it's beyond what we're looking at. It's you know, Not out with out, you. Not out with you, not out the door. <laughs> One word, out with. Apparently it's not a word. It's to the point that Microsoft Word puts a red underscore on it and Ooh, tells you off. Burn. So I have fixed it and added it to my own dictionary so it doesn't tell me off anymore. You didn't get the little paper clip coming up, scratching in. You're like, can I help you with something? By the looks of it, that word. When was the last time we got the paperclip on Microsoft Word? Oh, I missed the paperclip. You want the paper? Well, it wasn't just the paperclip. There was an entire menagerie of animals as well. There was a dog. And a cat. And a cat. Yeah, but you were sitting concentrating on something and it just kept coming on there. It got a bit irritating in the end. You just, paperclip man kept coming on going, I see you're trying to do something. Would you like me to help with that? No, I wouldn't. I I know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to think how I'm going to do it. And then he goes, (laughs) and then he comes back again. I can see you. Would you like me to help? No, paperclip man. I don't need your help. You can't get rid of him. You've just reminded me, right? So AI is a thing nowadays. We can all go online and chat GPT and we can send the questions and things like that. Do you think there's a mode where you can ask chat GPT, pretend to be Clippy? Is that what I was saying? Clippy? That is what the character, the, 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 clip, the clip, little paperclip was called Clippy. So you, can you tell... Where's he gone? T- Where's he gone? Has he gone altogether? I assume he's completely gone because he was that level of annoying. He was annoying, yeah. He, the dog lasted a bit longer because the dog was also on search option. So you open the start menu on XP, yeah. clicked on search, and you got the, the, the little Labrador there to help yeah, you search you did, for them. Didn't you? Or when you couldn't get a link up or something, you got the dinosaur. Oh, no, that's different. That, that's Google Chrome. Google Chrome. And know. most of it, if you, if you haven't realised this, I'm about to reveal an Easter egg to you, dear listener. So you know if you're not connected to the internet probably you type a name in wrong or whatever. It's not a chocolate oh. one. It, it it means like something that's hidden <laughs> that you come across and oh that's kinda neat, but it's not that important. So the Easter egg there is if you press space bar, the little dinosaur will jump. Yeah. It then becomes a game where you have to keep leaping over things until you until you crash into something, then it gives you a high score. Is he still there? So if the internet's not working, you can spend hours just uh, bouncing dinosaur along. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone knows that. (laughs) So if you just find out... Thank me later. Disconnect your Wi-Fi, dear listener. Make sure you've downloaded the episode. But disconnect your Wi-Fi and then keep pressing uh, spacebar and watch the dinosaur bounce along on your computer. Yeah. That's my... I'm going to call him Dino. Dino the dinosaur. I I imagine he's got an actual name, but I've never thought to look it up. (laughs) I only found out by accident because I think I was angry and just went bang on the keyboard. And the dinosaur jumped and it turned into a game. So I assume it was to re- remove my anger in that moment. I bet it is, yeah. Yeah. So we're on tar- terms of tons of phrase. Yeah. We've gone well off target here, do you listen? Haven't we? we were on uh, terms of phrase, and I've looked up a few that in the English language just don't make sense. Mm. So there's sweat like a pig. <laughs> well, it turns out that the they... sweat. Oh, they do sweat. Well, they, they fre- sweat. The, the way I'll put it is that they frequent Pizza Express and walking. Oh. So they don't sweat at all. <laughs> You're adding things together in your head there. Make your own joke, dear listener. I'm not, I'm not going to stray over that line. You, you, you go over the line in your own head and put the things together and make your own joke there. Um, raining cats and dogs. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Because it'd be painful not just for you, but also for the cats and dogs as well. Yeah. I, I don't think I could put up with that. I, 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 yeah, because cat will scratch as well. 
and it'd be coming down your face as it's coming down. Yeah. If we thought kitty football was going to be bad, raining cats and dogs is really bad, put some elbow grease into it. I'm pretty sure if you had greasy elbows, <laughs> it's a medical condition. You need to go yeah. see a doctor. Something's not right. Especially if there's grease sort of pouring out the corner of your <laughs> elbow. That's really not on. And uh, that got me wondering. So there are these turns of phrase, and mm. especially in business, there's a whole bunch of them as well, isn't there? Oh, you're not talking about the out-the-box stuff. <laughs> the, the blue sky thinking. and Well, they're ones that everyone knows now. But I know that they wind you up. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. Are there, are there any turns of phrase that wind you up or make no sense? And I've just remembered what my granddad used to say, because he was from the north east of Scotland. And I used to basically have, have to think in, in the world terms of having like subtitles below as he's talking. <laughs> if you've ever seen the TV show Trawler Men, which I was completely... I'm a, I'll be honest, I was completely outraged by Trawler Men because they put subtitles on the bottom of something I thought was perfectly understandable. <laughs> But anyway, if you imagine like Troller Men, but mm. dialed up another level or two, that was my granddad, because he, he sort of talked Doric. It was just part of the world he was from. And if you picked up the phone to him, first thing that'd come out of his mouth would be fit like. Yeah, what's that then? How are you? Yeah, that's how are you. But you've got to do that translation in your head. It was like speaking a second language that I only know a handful of words. Does <laughs> anybody from Scotland say that then? No. Or just certain parts? No, it is only specific to the northeast of Scotland, which, to be honest, a lot of people don't exactly go to on their jollies. Mm. It's not. It's very sort of, well, as we say industrial, it's not industrial. It's, it's still sort of semi-rural. It's to the point, I remember there's a radio station. It doesn't exist anymore, but there was a radio station up there that would read out, like, sheep prices. <laughs> <laughs> gives you an idea what the sort of world... There are towns and things up there as well, which is where most people come from, but that gives you an idea what it was like. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener, or dear viewer, if you're on YouTube or Spotify. What turn of phrase do you really not get? It just makes no sense to you. It could be a business one. It can be one you just hear on your travels, or it could even be one in another language. What's oh. another one? Is She turned around and said... She turned around and said, are you, up until then, have you been standing back to back? I guess. It's a bit like the, <laughs> it's a bit like the lady is not for turning. I mean, she can only ever travel in one direction mm. and the world has to move instead of her. That's a lot, that's a lot of effort. It's weird, isn't it? It's yeah. a lot of effort. So yeah, opening up to you, what turn of phrase or saying do you really not get? A couple of ways to get in touch. If you're on Spotify, you're watching this fine video there right now, or maybe just listening to the audio, at the top of the page, you can tap on the question, stick your answer in there, Magic occurs. Mm. It's all very fancy, very high tech. On the socials, at Solid Radio UK or at Solid City. Or if you are on YouTube and you're watching this fine episode of the podcast, I am going to point down right now. I've got, I've got to keep doing the audio thing because we're still a podcast. Yeah. Got to point down right now. You know where to put the comments. I think we're supposed to say you ding bells as well. You ding bells? Oh, yeah, bell rings, and then they get notified of every episode as soon as it drops. I think that's what the youth say, isn't it? As soon as it drops. Yes, something like that. Dro- you dropped dro- one. You- <laughs> I, 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 used to work for a, a, a youth, I used to work for a youth radio station in the engineering department, and they, they talk about dropping dropping a hot one for you next. I'm like, what? What am I going to be cleaning up in the studio after this? That, that was my thoughts. But there you go. We're opening that question to you, sir. What saying or turn of phrase do you really not get? Have you ever had a useless fact stick in your head 
that you quite frankly know you will just never, ever, ever use again? I can't say I have, no. You're not one of these people that watches these trivia TV shows and it all clicks in and you... I forget so. it. Nothing seems to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> they can tell you something at the start and by the time you get to the end, you've forgotten it's about gone. it. Yeah, I, I, I must admit I'm like that sometimes as well. But one of the ones that stuck in my head, or stuck in my head, stuck in my head, uh, was that you can fit all the planets between the Earth and the Moon. I don't know why you would want to do that, why you suddenly need to look at Jupiter up so close. But if you needed to do it, apparently you could do it. But yeah. useful, useful piece of information there. Or apparently, I, I had to look a few up, see what other useless facts that were out there. Crisps expire on a Saturday. What, every packet of crisps? All Walker's crisps. I was going to say, what, what brands are we talking? Walker's? Well, they own half the universe. You know, Watsits and whatnot, or Walker's and things like that. KP? I don't know if they are. But... All the Golden Wonder stuff is now Walker's. We isn't have it? a weird brand of crisp in the local pub. It's called like the dog's balls or something, isn't it? The dog's balls. <laughs> is it? Was it the dog balls or was it hairy balls? There's something with the balls on the pack. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't see. I go into the pub. Salty and go, balls. I, it's not salty balls, is it? I, I know of sandy balls. <laughs> Which is a genuine place on the south coast. I'm not making it up. Go stick it in Google Maps, type Sandy Balls in. You will not be too surprised. <laughs> don't, I, don't, I don't want you to go over there thinking, oh my God, it's going to be a wonderful, great, big uh, attraction or something like that. It, it is a holiday camp thing, if I remember correctly. Is it? Yeah. It's sandy. So you can go to Sandy Balls Holiday <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it, it is not, it's not, nothing to do with that. So, no, the crisps all expire out because apparently it's just to do with a working week. Another useless fact that I've learned over the years. What do you know about Birmingham? Nothing. Actually, no, that's not true because, well, sorry, I'm just going to go back to the crisp bit again. Yeah. That's no, never to buy a packet of crisps on a Saturday or maybe even worse on a Sunday because they may sell you a packet of crisps on the Sunday that expired on the Saturday. So that's that's quite a bit of um, good advice, actually. I won't class that as useless. I'll class that as... Uh... Anyway, moving on to Birmingham. The bull, <laughs> the bull ring, it's got a bull outside. You, you know about the, a giant bull in the bull ring. Do yeah. you know anything about the canals of Birmingham? They've got water in. Yes, and shopping trolleys and mud, and occasionally the odd cyclist that uh, f- forgets that it's not a you racetrack. Took the words up, out my mouth. That forgets that it's not a racetrack up past the university and has mm. been nudged into the canal as a reminder. Yes. Uh, no, no, it, that it's was not, never proved. <laughs> so far, <laughs> I'm sure somebody's working on the, the, the fact that's always ruled out is there's more canals in Birmingham than yeah. there are in Venice, but it's not going to convince you to visit, is it? No. No. I mean, you go there for the, the 60s brutality concrete. That's what I go it there is. for. It is. It's concrete jungle, isn't it? Well, it, it, it's quite a decorative... St- it's quite a, it's quite a ar- architectural style, I think is the word I'm looking for. Because there's a lot of bits of London that are a bit like that, where they've obviously been knocked down for whatever reason, usually war-related or something like And then it's, you know, brutalist concrete architecture goes in place. Still, I know yeah. something about Birmingham. What do you know about Birmingham? I swear, Brom... Was made. As in the car with the remote control. Yeah. Fun fact, I didn't realise that till I'd actually started working in Brum many decades down the road. Yeah, <laughs> the line. Um, it's not something as a kid I put two and two together. At the age you watch Brum, it's not something you generally think about. And being from Scotland, yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> Birmingham isn't exactly tall. I, I wasn't sitting there going, oh yeah, I recognise the BT Tower in the background, do you? Because <laughs> you know, my only knowledge of Birmingham was when we were travelling down south, we would always time it so we didn't hit Birmingham at rush hour. Mm, you spaghetti know, if, Junction. Yeah, if we're going to Hertfordshire to meet family friends or whatever, we, we would time it to get through Birmingham at just the right moment. See, I know loads about Birmingham now. You're adding to your repertoire of facts about Birmingham. I'm sure you are, dear listener, as well. Whether you wanted to or not, you are learning more about Birmingham. M5, M62. (gasps) You're just on about the motorways now. Well, go through. You could at least tell them about the the indoor golf place. I didn't know they had one. I'll have to dig it out. We might turn it into a little video. The home of the Dunlop Tyre. Oh, that's that's a hotel now. Yeah. It's next to Moray. It's one of the few recognisable things next to Moray. The other one is a shopping centre that's got a giant Claire's in it. <laughs> and that's, and that, a giant Eclair? A giant Claire's accessories. Oh, they've got a, a, they've got a Primane there apparently. Is it something like five floors? And you can um, plug your own music into the changing room so you can listen to your own sounds. And you can choose what colour light you want in your changing room. So I've heard. And they've got a Disney-themed cafe. None of that is going to change how the clothing looks on you. <laughs> You're still going to look at it and go, e- no, that's not for public consumption. Mm. That, <laughs> that will still happen in the changing rooms, I assume. But no, we, we, we've done Birmingham to death now. I think we've covered all the facts <laughs> you ever need to know about Birmingham. Yeah, there's a few more out there, but we've, we've covered all the important ones. The next one, in terms of useless facts, I've been looking up, the Macarena. You know the mm. dance, don't you? Where they all yeah. the crossed arms and da 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 Ever noticed how about halfway through the song, everyone goes out of time? No. Or like half the people are still two steps behind the others and it all falls apart. Is it done on purpose? Well, apparently it misses a beat or two when they put the song together. They didn't quite line it all up properly. missed a beat or two. That's why you get the chaos halfway through because you're just supposed to time it so you do the... the, I was meant to call it the the booty shake. It's, It's more like twisting your... Middle around, isn't it? <laughs> I can't figure a way to describe it. You know the bit I'm on about where you're about to go, hey, Macarena, hey, and you jump around. And the timing drops out and everyone goes, oh, hang on a minute, I'm off step, and it all falls oh, apart. I noticed, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I've been to a few family do's and things like that. You do you do notice that sort of thing. And the final a fact, the useless fact I've managed to look up on the internet, Australian Alps. Mm. <laughs> We're going to say Australian Alps. Australian owls. <laughs> G'day, mate. Have we got that accent right, age, by the way? No, is the answer to that question. <laughs> I know it's spot on. <laughs> I, 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 I noticed the thing, I used to work with a New Zealander, where, where the I becomes A, so it becomes eggs, eggs. Oh. You have eggs on toast. Uh, that's a New Zealand thing, that's not an Australian thing. I'm not as familiar with Australian I'm not, no. dialect. I'm not going to not going to admit to even having tried it a few moments ago. We'll pretend Do that didn't New Zealanders say good day as well, like Australians? I have no idea. Let us know, age. Let us know. I will, I'm sure we will find out. But the Australian Alps, which I only just found out were a thing, mm. the internet has told me not just that they are, they are a thing, there are mountains in Australia, but it gets more snow than Switzerland. Really? Yes. So the, he's also got me thinking, do the Aussies have more chocolate and cuckoo clocks as well? <laughs> chocolate. Now, I know we can't afford holidays nowadays, dear mm. now for you, uh, I, and all the rest of us. But if we could, 
I think we should go to Australia instead. No, yeah. don't go to Switzerland. Go, go to Australia and we could do a wee nat or down under. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yeah, and we get to... Uh, we get lined up with all the usual Australian things of, uh, you know... Fosters. That's not even an Australian <laughs> thing. That's a British thing. Which, for some reason, we tie to Australia. I don't get it. It's one of these things that happen. Neighbours, home and away. Yeah, so we'll be on the uh, the set of home and away with the giant dinner plate-sized spiders. and. We could be extras. Could... Sorry, dinner plate spiders? Dinner plate-sized You're spiders. You're on your own there, mate. I'm staying here. And, you know, a kangaroo or two in the background. Because apparently that's what the entirety of Australia is like. Ignoring the fact that most Oof, people live in giant spiders. cities where none of this goes on. But that that, that would be the, the picture we're going with. Are we natter down under? Are you up for it? I wasn't until you mentioned the dinner plate spiders, <laughs> yeah. Well, good news, we've brought them here today. No, um... <laughs> This is going to sound like a very strange question, dear listener, but I'm going to ask it anyway. When was the last time you used a laundrette? I don't think I've ever used a laundrette. Really? Mm. I used to use them all the time. I've got my my own washing machine nowadays. I've I've managed to move (laughs) to that point in in my life where (laughs) I've got my own washing machine. I'm very lucky I've got the space I can use it. But it used to be a time when I used a laundrette all the time. And there's a problem of machine etiquette. So when the cycle is over, mm-hmm. do you hang around? So you stay in the laundry waiting for your cycle to finish, whether it's reading a book, getting annoyed by the kid next to you, whatever it is. Or do you go home, do run a few errands, whatever, go to other shops that are in the area, and then come back when the cycle's over? And if you do the lasser, mm-hmm. do you expect your clothes to still be in the machine or empty out for the next person to use it? I don't think I would want to leave mine in case somebody nicked something or nicked the whole lot. So I'd be the one that stayed around and read a book or something. Hang on, hang on. You think anyone would want to nick your clothes? Yeah, you don't know, do you? Really? Yeah. I've never had a single thing nicked at a laundry. And it's never crossed my mind that that would be an issue you'd ever have to think about. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want that in case somebody... I come back. As a kid, my mum used to take us down to see her brother and sister-in-law in London and they mm. had these shared communal... Um, whirly gigs out in like these shared communal yards and I can remember as a kid when she pegged my clothes out she used to laugh at me because I wouldn't move from that yard until they were dry and coming back in again I thought somebody nick them from the line <laughs> you were what six years old at something this point something like that yeah and you you weren't worried about playing football or playing with friends or anything no, like that I it sat was just... in that yard in that communal yard and I waited for my mum to come in and bring my clothes back in again I thought somebody would nick them you were worried somebody thought, I like those socks, I'll have a wee with them. Is that yeah, you? with little dresses and things, you know. Oh, well, fair enough. I imagine it's a genuine concern. It for was somebody. a poor family. Ah, uh, understandable. <laughs> but I've also wondered, it just popped into my mind, because the other way of doing the laundry was what's called a service wash. We take all your clothes in giant black bags and go, could you clean them for me, please? Hand them some cash and get them back a few hours later. Is that still a oh, thing? I don't know. I didn't even know it was a thing. That reminds me of Doc Cotton off EastEnders. Oh, there's another thing that hasn't happened for absolutely. <laughs> is Doc Cotton still on EastEnders? I just think so. Every bugger else is. Well, still on EastEnders. They seem to have made a comeback appearance. I'm not expecting Dirty Den to come back for the fifth time. I, I've, I've no idea. I'll be honest with you, dear Lister. The last time I saw EastEnders, Willard the dog and Little Moe were on it. 
I think little Mo's back. Little Mo's back. I think Wellard can't come back because he's dead in real life. <laughs> but I think there's Wellard, the, maybe the fifth, that's well, come back. That, that's sort of like what the Simpsons do. How, how many cats and dogs have they run through? Maybe, maybe we should start referring to, we've got Sooty the Solid Radio Cat, which is the mascot of this fine podcast network, used to be radio station, that lives with us, dear listener. Maybe I should refer to her as Cat 1, and then when the thing happens, we refer to her as Cat 2, the next one is Cat 2, and just keep going up with the numbers. Yeah, that's something I've actually thought about. Do we keep getting a replacement black cat? (laughs) It's not what I even want to think about, but there is thoughts for you. But the only reason that this, this came up into my mind, thinking about laundrette, is because we drove past one on the way back from seeing, and this is almost boasting saying that we went to the show dealer, so it was Peter Kay. Oh, that was fantastic. I had to do internet hacking to get the tickets, but we got we, we went <laughs> to see Peter Kay, and you were you very happy with the show. Yes. And we drove past the laundrette. There's no longer a laundrette. It's, oh. now, it's now a place called Sands Barbers. It's a barber's. It's a barber's. But j'apprends le français. I've been learning French. I'm still slowly learning French. Sans means without. It does. It's like you say sans serif. Sans serif means without those little little Squiggles. flares and things. You know, like Times New Roman has a tea with little yeah. flares and sans serif means without those. Yeah. So sans barbers means without a barber. So you're getting a haircut, a barber without a barber. <laughs> I just didn't have thought of that. I'm confused. Mm. Another one of those questions has popped into my mind. Have you ever, and this is to you, dear listener, and you, Jenny, as well, have you ever been to a pub quiz? Yes. You have? Yes. What was the experience like for you? I was a bit nervous because I'm really no good on general knowledge. You can ask me music questions on the general knowledge. I'm not that clued up. Well, I'll be honest. I spend most pub quizzes not knowing the answers. Mm. So you tell this is what university degree does for you, you learn absolutely nothing and you go to pub quiz and you learn you've learned, you learn that you've learned absolutely nothing in your in your years of experience. So you go to pub quiz and you know none of the answers and then when you get to the music round you're about three questions behind because you can't tell it's Agadu till you get to the chorus. <laughs> you're busy singing it in your head till you get there. But I have been on the internet where some people have been on this website called Reddit, and Mm -hmm. they've been asking about people's worst pub quiz questions. So they are the questions that you're in the pub quiz, somebody asks them and everyone goes, what? Or, "Uh or, you seriously asking that? So I find that list, and we'll see see what you think of the questions, Jenny. See what you think of the questions. Is every answer Gavin Lineker? No, that's my usual football answer to everything. <laughs> who who scored for Man United and Gary Lineker? <laughs> I know he played for Leicester, but don't matter. Manchester United question, Gary Lineker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for a football answer. Uh, so the, the first question uh, that I come across in this list is list these fast foods in order. Ice cream, curry, pizza, fish and chips, burger. In order of what you would want the most or the worst? In order of what? Apparently, the only extra bit of information this person got was from best to worst. From best to worst. <laughs> it's generally what the person who was asking the quiz question thought was the... the, the it's in it because it's different for everyone, isn't it? 
And what would your answer be? What would be top and what would be bottom out of that? I list? think ice cream might have to be first, followed by fish. I don't like fish, but I like chips. So what do you get from a chip shop then? Chips, chicken and mushroom pie, mushy peas and gravy. Mm-mm-mm. And that's how we found out she was a wrong one, dear listener. Uh, another question, true or false? I like a moist chip. That, Don't that, like a dry chip. That would be a good pub quiz question. True or false? <laughs> I like a moist chip. <laughs> and you just sit there with a stony look on your face as everyone's sitting there going, what on earth are they on about? No. Uh, this true or false question is, there was a calendar that had a month of December printed twice inside it. What do you think the answer to that one is? What was the question again? True or false? <laughs> There was a calendar yeah. that had the month of December printed twice inside it. <laughs> well, the, the, well, it's got to be it's got to be false, isn't it? Well, the answer's got to be true because at some point somebody must have screwed up and double printed a calendar sometime in the in the, the existence of humanity. It's got to have happened at some point, but. It's one of those questions you can't actually answer. There's no, it's not like there was a famous incident in 1972 where every calendar had an extra December because of the, the rolling blackouts or whatever. You know, <laughs> it's the, mad. Th- this is the sort of thing that pops up in post quiz question. Another one here. When is the UK's national day? We ain't got one. Well, apparently... St George's Day? Apparently the answer was, well, it's St George's Day because we had to pick one. <laughs> Forgetting that Scotland, Northern Ireland, yeah. and Wales exist. Yeah. That's it. We'll ignore the Cornwall situation for now. It's its own weird thing. We pretend that doesn't exist. But even bringing those into account, they've all got separate national days. Yeah. The one in Scotland is a bank holiday in November, which yes. you don't get in England, sir. You've You're got losing a bank holiday out. tomorrow. Apparently, there is a, yeah, there's a Scottish bank holiday in August, is tomorrow. Mm. And then. As we record this, when oh, it's yes. released, you listen, yeah. it is released on this bank on this holiday bank to holiday. celebrate. Mm. But there is a bank holiday in November that only Scottish employers know about and care about. But you get, the best bit is, it's the, 30, it's the very last day of November, which is 30th of November, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 30, uh, 30 days of November. No, 30 days of September, April, June and November. Yes, spot on. So it moves, a bit like Christmas Day, it moves around the calendar. So you can have like a random Wednesday off as a bank holiday. I like it. In November. It's it's bizarre. I've not worked in a place that does that in a very long time. What if you're on the border? Depends how English your employer is. Mm. That's the real decider there. Uh, Another one of these pub quiz questions. What song did Steve and I dance to on on stage (laughs) at Blah Event? (laughs) I want to know who's Steve. Stevie Wonder? We all know it's going to be some sort of salesperson, isn't it? If they're talking about getting on stage and singing. Well, I don't know a Steve, but everybody knows a Dave. Now, if they'd have said Dave... You'd know, because mm, you know a Dave. Yeah. You're saying you don't know any Steves in your life? I do, actually. Stephen Hall. And could you imagine him on stage singing at the event? Uh, no. <laughs> not, not, not even a, a rendition of Islands in the Stream? No, no. Okay. It was rough a shot. Um, so these are all questions that I will be boring for my family Zoom call. Is, did anyone else still do that? Apparently I've got to write a quiz or something. You know, I thought we'd given this up with COVID. Yeah, when your, COVID your COVID family's been. still going strong, aren't they, with the Zoom calls? They are still carrying on with I still have to make these things up. And on the topic of quizzes, University Challenge. Pamba Gascoigne. Pamba Gascoigne. 
I know it's not Barbara Gascoigne that presents it. Is it not? It used to be, didn't it? Or am I thinking of Mastermind? Barbara Gascoigne, I looked up, Barbara Gascoigne last presented it before I was born. Um, That's a name, isn't it? Bamba. It is. It is not a modern name. What do you call it? Bam, this is my son, Bamba. Apparently even Paxman's given it up now. It's, it did, the, the, the mantle is moved. I couldn't be serious if you were shying somebody in called Bamba. Bamba, but, coming in now. It's time for your supper. And if he ever discovers this, you're going to have to explain to him why you're having a quiz. Bamba. Would you call your cat Bamba? You could have two cats. One could be called Bamba and the other one could be called Gascoigne. <laughs> to be fair, if you called your cat Gascoigne, most people are going to go for Paul Gascoigne. They're not going to go for Bamba. What do you nickname him Gassa? Gassa the cat. <laughs> just, just heading footballs into... Uh, I have no idea what that cat would be doing. But university challenge, that's where... Well, while Jenny is recovering from the thought of a cat called Gaza, <laughs> we, we're going to carry on with or the... Bamber. Or Bamba. Or We're going to carry on with the university challenge thing. <laughs> Although that said, if we're talking about TV shows, we've had very long running presenters. I only just found out this week... I, I don't know how to break you to listen. I only just found out this week, Lloyd Grossman doesn't pre- present MasterChef anymore. Does he not? Apparently, it's been about 20 years since he last presented Master. <laughs> did he present you through the keel? It's, oh, no. They, they did that. A really annoying character from the guy that did uh, Bo Selector. He did it. Yeah? Keith Don Lemon. Jolly. No, he, he does the Keith Lemon character. Oh. That was what done through the keyhole. I know I know that because I saw the publicity for it, but I never watched it. The moment I saw Keith Lemon, I was like, oh, not touching that. But did Thingy used to present through the keyhole? Uh, I think, he, yes, he was the one that went to the houses, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, a very posh voice, isn't he? Who that, would live in a house like this? No, that, that, was another, oh. that was the other chap. That was the chap that's sitting at the desk. Oh, oh God. And they might have both said that phrase, <laughs> but there was two, there was two Let's jobs. Let's get back to Bamba. Yes, yes. The problem I find with Universal Challenge... And if you've watched The Dear Listener, you've had this problem as well. It's there's just so many questions on the classics. It's always about this thing from the 1800s, from the 5th century, from the... It's all about these weird historical stuff that, quite frankly, you don't study at university, in a modern university nowadays. My experience was darkened rooms and Tesco value alcoholic beverages. But these, these contestants don't look like they study... They would study something that was in this day and age, do they? No, it's it's always very old-fashioned, stuffy things or mm. classical... Who's listening to classical music in the 2020s? I know classic FM's a thing. I know Radio Free's a thing. But it's not the sort of thing you go, all right, we're going to have a barbecue, I'll go stick classic FM on. <laughs> it's not your general go-to option for pub, you know, popular public music. Although, talking about darkened rooms and alcoholic beverages, uh, when I was at university... We got taken to an away day with the... Because the first couple of years, you study for four years in Scotland. First couple of years, you do a bit of everything and everything. And then for the final two years, you know, right, I am studying this topic and these are the courses I'm doing and da-da-da-da. It's all nailed in. So as part of that, the department I went to, computer science at uh, University of St Andrews, which I'm always embarrassed to admit because it makes me sound posh on my arm. Uh, but anyway, you get dragged to this uh, event up in Edsel. And they do it every year. I'm sure they still do it today. It was one of these things they've been doing for a very long time. 
And the whole shtick was you're going to spend a bit of time, you're going to get together and know each other. But we all had to present as part of it. We all had to do a presentation, a slideshow. So I did one on, this is how to screw fit, you know, this is all the screw-ups I've dealt with or, you know, how things go wrong with technology. Mm. And it was all about, you know, looking after radio stations and servers and things like that. And it's very entertaining. I'm sure nobody remembers it nowadays. But there was another chap who, when you saw him, I don't want to be unfair to him, but when you saw him, you got the impression he might be a vampire. <laughs> he generally didn't see daylight. He was the sort of character that turned up to the lab at about 10 o'clock at night when you're going, I've given it up for the night, yeah. I'm off. And he's just sort of just coming in to start the day. Didn't see much daylight. And he did a presentation that was on, I can't even remember what topic it was. I think it might be functional programming or something like that. Which even if you're a computer science nerd, you've just fallen asleep to listen at the moment I said those words. Mm. So it was a sort of topic where even the academics in the room were falling asleep <laughs> during the presentation. So he presented this thing, very boring. Another part of this thing is we're basically in this location. It's in the middle of nowhere and there's a little village down the road and things like that. So there's a chance to go out and walk in the grounds and walk around the countryside and things like that. And most of us, it's fine. All right, we've got some trainers on. Well, you know, it's not up... At, you can see the Grampians in the background. It's mm. not in the Grampians. You know, it's it's not like we're in proper wilderness or anything like that. So this guy comes along for a boat with us in the daylight. We're pleasantly surprised at that. But he trips. And if it had been me, dear listener, or been you, and you tripped, you'd have grazed your knee, just going, oh, well, I'll get over it, whatever. This guy dislocated it. Popped it straight up. Wow. Ooh. And we went. And, uh, yeah, it, I can't say too many people were upset when he had to spend the rest of the event or away in hospital, but which is very sad, you know, when you think back yeah. on it. But it was it was one of those things that just blew my mind. He had the you know, there's the sort of thing where you trip over this tiny little rock and you land just wrong and he spent the whole event on gas and air in the hospital instead. <laughs> so, I do I do oh, remember yeah. seeing him getting loaded in the back of the hospital. I think the rest of us went in the back of a van without any seatbelts or Things like that. <laughs> this wasn't yesterday, dear listener. This, this was a good while ago. But anyway, from, from that world, we were back to University Challenge. And I think they should have questions in it you could actually answer from your life up to that point, whether it's from university or school or whatever. Because no, nobody in any normal state school is studying Latin nowadays. Nah. Nobody in a normal state school is studying Greek classics nowadays. It just, just doesn't happen. I think they should have questions you guys ask for uni. You know, um, stuff like what's the best combination of items to get drunk on a tenor from Lidl? <laughs> I've, I could definitely answer that one. It's about 20 years out of date now, but I could definitely answer that one. We was doing a little bit of cleaning last night, weren't we? I roped you into it, didn't I? Just to help me do the shutters that we've got, because I can't reach the, about the top six slats. You make it sound like I have no idea how cleaning works. But yes, I was invoked to do a bit of dusting. Yeah. I, I use the Henry Hetty Hoover. Hetty. I've got, oh, we've got to get Hetty. it right. I do use Hetty every week. I do do my piece cleaning and doing dishes and things like that and even helping out the garden. But and even hoovering the car. Yes. So you, you had me dusting this very high to reach place. Yes. And continue. I was using the flash. Is it flash the um, duster? Flash duster. You know, the bits that you put on the stick. And I don't know what's going on with them because... One, I got the starter pack to begin with, and that was mm-hmm. quite nice. You just take your duster, flick it a couple of times, like it shows you on the ad, stick your stick in, and then off you go. 
the second pack I brought, the refills, I ain't got a clue what's going on. Because you can't stick them in for a start. You're trying mm-hmm. to find the two holes where you stick your little plastic handle in. And then when you do the the little twiddle, you can't fluff it up. And it keeps sliding off your handle. And I just want to know what, what's going on with the flash dusters. What's going on? Is this you trying to write a complaint letter through the medium of podcast yeah. and video? So if you are a flash executive, which I'm sure... We do have listeners of the. Uh, what it do you flash or pledge? Do both of them make it? I think they're different. They may. Be, I want to say they're different companies, but I'm not 100. percent It's one of those things where there's like three companies that make all these yeah, things yeah. in the world. Yeah, the dusters on a stick. Anyway, you know what I mean. I should have brought one up so I could show it. So you are outraged that your duster on a stick fell off the stick. It keeps falling off when you use it. Plus, it doesn't. You're supposed to swoosh it, and it all, and it all kind of whew, expands. To all catch kind of, all the dust. When I heard you go all kind of, whew, I was I was thinking like you were hanging it over over the cooker over the cooker over the uh, hob or something like that. It was going up in flames. <laughs> so I wonder why can I not dust with this melted plastic? What is going on here? Yeah, well, that got lobbed in the bin. I just I don't know what's going on with it. It's just not it's not working as it should. I don't know. I mean, I've got a new one today. So in B and M bargains with an, an a, a telescopic handle. So in Jenny's cleaning advice corner of the week, mm. what are you going to be rating this in stars out of 10? Zero. What? Maybe I should do a bit of a cleaning thing every week. <laughs> Today's <laughs> product is score zero. You're generally going to recommend that we take this fine podcast, well, I was about to say fine podcast, it's, it's not a fine podcast. You and I know that deal, listener. You're going to take this podcast and you're going to put a segment in it every week where... <laughs> You talk about what the best soap is or what the best cleaning utensil is. or yeah, I'd like people to get me some like tips and stuff as well. I mean, I'll start a slimming world again because I've got a stone to lose. I'm, I'm already getting tips off Sutty's friends. You're, you're already getting tips? You yeah. mean You make it sound like, you know, it's, it's that bit in the paper where they're saying, oh, it's number seven on uh, the 12.15 at Nottingham, you know, is, is that the sort of tip you're on about there, is it? No, I'm just getting tips on sort of things I can do in a slow cooker. Especially Sonia Derbyshire, she's a whiz with a, with a slow cooker. I have one major problem with slow... Well, I've got two problems with slow cooker. One of them is everything that comes out of it looks like gruel or slop to my eyes. <laughs> it, it reminds me of home cooking, but not in a good way. That, that's, that's my interpretation of a slow cooker. And the second one is it absolutely stinks the house out every time. <laughs> I do, yeah. I, I, I might be being a bit unfair using the word stinks, but it's the sort of thing where the moment you open the door... You smell it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, dear listener. But that's that's that the reaction real. I get. <laughs> coming in. Are you sure you didn't plan that? That is the reaction I kept coming in the door to the slow cooker. Dude, you, you, you just get a this wall of... You feel like you're going to blow up? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe in 10 years' time, we're still using the slow cooker. And I, I'm just going to walk in the house, it's just going to be bang, and I'm going to go... It won't just be my knees, that'll be a problem. My whole body will explode because I'll just be floored by the smell of onion that's been cooking for three days. I thought that was really good acting. Your cheeks were puffed out and everything. That was a totally unplanned and delivered. <laughs> delivered by the gods of pollen there, dear listener.
that was unfortunately we natter i can only apologize dear listener or dear viewer if you're on spotify or youtube instead i was mark Steele. across the table from me was jenny Steele. and if you're not watching it on youtube you do need to watch that last bit on youtube because it's absolutely hilarious <laughs> i'm not going to say what it is out loud no because you should have realized what it is if you're hearing this clip right now but Yes, we are, we're, I will pull that out and I'll put it on social media for you. I, I just had to say. But yes, yeah, so one thing we are going to ask of you, dear listeners, if you're loving this thing or you're enjoying this show, we're sorry to hear it, but one of the things we'd like you to do, whatever way you're acquiring it, whether it's directing to your locals through, through podcasts or you're doing it on the internet YouTube thing as well, hit the subscribe button or whatever the button equivalent is in your app that gets it delivered to you directly. We want you to acquire this content the moment it is put out there in the universe. The other one is when you're going out about and doing your normal day and you bump into your souffle specialist and uh, <laughs> you're chatting to them about why your cheese souffle didn't quite work out. You know, the oven temperature was just a little bit wrong. You opened the door a little bit too early. Mention them. Oh, by the way, we now are on the podcast. What about your Cadbury's Misfits provider? You need to tell them too. Can you tell that she went to Designer Outlet this week? She's all about misfits because she went to the Gabri shop. Uh, on that note, we'll catch you next time for a wee night. Bye.